Hello, my name is Louis Greco. I'm sitting down today with uh, my co-host, Johnny Smith. Um, we've been working on a new project together uh, called Who Sat on the Remote, where we break down three random episodes from a random television show and try to come up with our own plot. It's been a lot of fun working with you so far. Uh, I have to say you've been one of the most professional comedians I've had a chance to interact with personally. It's been a lot of fun, even with all the mishaps that we've had so far. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we're finally getting down to putting some of this in motion. Um, I just wanted to sit down with you today, ask a couple questions, uh, give anyone who might be listening a chance to learn a little bit more, uh, more about you, um, a little bit more about myself later on, and uh, just try to actually, as I said in the beginning of our first video, really build a friendship between the two of us and with anyone who might interact with us on the show. Um, first and foremost, I, I, I've been interested uh, in learning what, what motivates you personally to, uh, to create, to inspire people? Um, honestly, it's, it's something that I love to do that I feel I can uh, hone my skills at and actually prosper offer. You know, I don't, I don't come from much and being able to create something from nothing with my own, hands uh metaphorically mm -hmm. is something i really dig i i can't agree more uh it's i i've always personally i've always been into writing and being able to create something that's purely your own it, it's a pretty powerful thing um speak speaking of uh i guess speaking of uh comedy is a powerful thing uh do you consider comedy to be a sort of a social tool that we can use to bridge gaps or how do you view comedy um, I don't see it uh, or I don't use it personally as a social tool. I think it's a, a part of, of, of your wheelhouse. Maybe you need uh, some people use it to, as therapy. Others use it to break the ice. I, I'm just into communication as a whole. That's, mm -hmm. that's what I really like. Um, Comedy is just part of that. I can dig it. I can definitely dig it. Um, with that in mind, uh, what, what would you... What advice would you have for a new or young entertainer? Um, maybe not just in uh, stand-up or uh, any form of comedy, uh, just entertainment in general. Shut the fuck up. You are not uh, who your idols are. You know, a lot of a lot of young guys come in and you know they want to be Sam Kinison or they want to be Dice or someone edgy. They want to be Louis C.K. That's fine, but those guys put 20, 30 years into this. Shut the fuck up. Work on your craft. Keep your head down none of us are a draw anywhere under 10 years in just keep working that's that's great advice i know personally i uh, when going on stage i like to tell stories and i had to break myself of that habit of trying to copy the mannerisms of someone like john mulaney who is a lot more active than someone of my size okay <laughs> you, you have to learn how to take your own interest and put your own voice to it you can't just like you said be someone else and i i couldn't agree more with that um outside of stand-up what uh what other interests and hobbies do you have um i i just was able to get into podcasting really during the quarantine and um i host the inquisitive minds podcast and that's really taken a big chunk of my life now not only is like a a career pursuit but a, a hobby that i enjoy it's it's really a passion of mine mm-hmm that's that's awesome. I know I see you posting about your podcast all the time. I've listened to a few myself, and uh, 
that's one of the reasons I wanted to get with you, knowing that you had this this passion. It wasn't just a something to try and make money. It wasn't an instant career move. It takes a lot of heart and uh, a lot of tenacity to do what you've been doing. Thank just you. Build yourself up from the ground floor, and I I can't respect that more. I appreciate um, that. I do. Of course. Um, my my uh, I don't have this. Isn't a question. Um, I figured I'd uh, have a little fun with you here. This is supposed to be a comedy podcast after all. Uh, play a quick game of two truths and a lie. Okay. I tell you what, since it's a comedy podcast, I'll throw a spin on it. I'm going to give you three <laughs> comedians, two I've seen and one I haven't. Um, okay. We will go with uh, Ralphie May, Dave Chappelle, and Charlie Murphy. Ooh. That's a tough one. I, uh, I'm going to say, I don't think you've seen Ralphie May live. Uh, I have not seen Dave Chappelle live. I actually saw Ralphie uh, May live and I still have two of his autographed shirts. Oh man. That is, that's, that's a real steal. I wish I would have gotten to see him. I was him fortunately live. able to see Charlie Murphy before he passed as well. That's amazing. I see. I, I was hoping I was hoping you had some really cool Dave Chappelle story like you were waiting to get in on an open mic set and some dude tapped you on the shoulder, said not today, young buck, strolled his way on stage. Oh. Ahead of you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not yet. I'm sure at some point. I would have been, been uh, pretty good. <laughs> um, and then I uh, I also wanted to ask, you know, um, like uh, what, what is your what's your guilty pleasure? You know, I, I, you said already you're podcasting and all of that, but I'm a simple know. man, uh, marijuana and Beyonce. <laughs> it's a, that's a pretty good combination. I'll give you that. <laughs> the, uh, uh, and then, um, how, how, what was your first job? How old were you when you started working? I, uh, got my first job when I was 13 as a laborer. Um, and it, it shaped a lot of my work ethic today. There was no shortcuts, even as a youngin. I know that. I know that even now you do uh, a lot of uh, labor work. You started your own business and all that. So obviously, that had a pretty good effect on you and uh, how you wanted to uh, move forward in life. Um, and then, uh, what uh, what is your favorite movie? And I'm gonna give you the. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna expand that just a little bit. You did the three comedians thing. Uh, favorite comedy movie. And then favorite movie overall, even if it is, uh, even if it is comedy. Okay. That's, um, that's an interesting one. My favorite comedy movie would have to be Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. I am remiss to say I haven't seen that. Oh, it's and now treat. I'm going to hit missing out. Now I'm, I'm going to have to go look that up and watch. It's, My, it uh, is a, it is a hard tie. Between that and another Eddie Murphy classic, Harlem Nights. Mm. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be a tough one to to shoot down. Yeah, my, so that's um, my, my uh, favorite comedy. I and then I uh, for any non comedy non comedy general uh, genre, what would you say your favorite is? It's a long one, but I'm gonna go with Casino. I've seen it more times than I can count, and I love it every single time. I can respect that. Triple digits. My, uh, per- <laughs> that's that's impressive uh personally if i if i had to pick a favorite comedy i 
I, I, I cannot stop quoting planes, trains, and automobiles to save my life with my close group of friends. Okay. And uh, it's John, John Candy has a way of tickling my funny bone that no one else can. Just that wholesome, just funny because he's funny type. I can't get enough of it. Um, All right. That's fair enough. I can't argue that. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that feel the exact same way. <laughs> and then uh, I, I ruffle a few feathers when I tell people this, but my favorite movie, the one that brings me out of a funk instantly is nothing but trouble. Oh, I, Dan thought, I, I love that movie. I was just hoping you weren't <laughs> going to say something like Schindler's list. No, 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 no. If I had to be serious, if I had to be serious, I was a huge fan of once upon a time in Hollywood and it, okay. I enjoyed that movie. my favorite, my favorite non-comedies, but to top them all, nothing but trouble is just ridiculous, ridiculous cannon fodder comedy. It's a gem. And I, it really is. It's it's a gem with a three percent Rotten Tomato score, if I remember correctly. So. Well, I tell you what. Let me take the uh, wheel right here. It's time for me to ask you a couple questions. Of course, of course. First off, I'm just going to start off. Who is your role model? Oh my god, that's a that's a tough one. Um. I know, uh, I know people expect you to say like your mom or your dad or someone like that, but honestly, uh, I, I always looked up to my uncle, Tim. Uh, he came out of the closet way back in the 1960s. Okay. And when it was rough, really rough to do when it was really rough and he did it in Pennsylvania, in the country land out mm. by where, you know, Penn state and all that okay. and, uh, living on a farm and he, never bowed into it he's just been 24 7 pure love and support since and uh I, I have nothing but good things to say about him and i don't even know that much about him other than the couple times i've met him he's just someone i've looked up to you know well that's that's a great example well what it's a two-part question here what mm -hmm. um what motivated you to start comedy and then what are your long-term comedy goals <sighs> to start comedy um, I don't really know, man. It's, it, I've been asked that a couple of times and the only thing I could say is I don't think I was ever going to do anything but try to do comedy. Um, it's anytime I was a little kid, I voraciously read anything I thought was funny, watched anything I thought was funny, took notes, tried to tell my jokes, tried to tell other people's jokes. I was obsessed with America's uh, Funny Stone videos for God knows what reason. Something about a wiffle ball in a man's ball sack just had me rolling. Uh, okay. Just, I, I just, I think I finally had the courage to put my money where my mouth was and just see if I was funny. Put and uh, it put up or shut up. It was, I had enough of just making my friends laugh. I wanted to see if I could do it for real. Um and uh, I mean, as for my comedy goals, uh, you know, I, I credit comedy with having saved my life in a very real way. Um, and, uh, but the last decade or so, I have watched the industry take a spin, um, not necessarily for the worst, but it's, it's getting sick. And I, I'd really love to try and be one of the people who can improve the industry and breathe life back into it and not make it so much whether it's political uh political correctness versus not or whatever just things that are funny uh without them having to be destructive anymore 
if that's that very sense. interesting i also credit comedy to saving my life if you want to hear more about that i did an episode of the baby face assassin podcast uh, check that out jeff Fieldhouse is a great guy well then with that being uh, said what artists inspire you ah uh, man um just for comedy i have been just a religious i i, I love kathleen madigan um, okay she is so fucking funny she's got I, her uh, finger on the pulse of the catholic comedy eh she kind of does um but it's in uh I, I i can't say that that didn't have a bit of effect on me i went to a catholic high school um i'm not a religious person myself but there's you know that being able to drum down on that humor really it's it, you know it always connected with me and uh i think i've seen her special i don't know like 50 times and it still makes me laugh i can't can't stop listening to her um I was always a huge fan of Gabriel Iglesias. He was okay. the first comedy show I ever went to. Um, you know, I, Jackie Cashin. Uh, I know she's not necessarily thought of a more of a comedic sense, but I, I love B. Arthur. Um, Joe Zimmerman, if I go with music, it's always been Elton John, Freddie Mercury, uh, Madonna. The last couple of years, I've, anytime I want to get some feeling good about myself, I listen to some Lizzo or some Cardi B, you know, and... Uh, just I, I I've got so many artists that I try to you know not try to let me inspire me they just do um I have a pretty big pool of artists that I I like to keep listening to that really really sit well with me okay you kind of asked me this question um what's mm -hmm. your drive you know what's your motivator man ah uh, I just love comedy I love the connection uh, that you get with it. I, I love the idea of being able to build your own community. And um, it's my, my drive and uh, for doing this is honestly just trying to, you know, improve, improve the industry, improve myself and have fun. I, I try not to make my drive for this too, too seriously. Um, but I definitely, I definitely put as much work into it as I can to make myself a serious artist, if that makes sense. It does. It does. And that's a great segue because uh, let's get a little less serious here. Let's have some fun shit. What's your favorite book, brother? It's a tie. Um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was my ultimate favorite childhood book. That's one of mine um, as well. Which It's weird. It's, it was, it was, um, it was one of my first introductions to comedy that wasn't seen. You had to visualize, you had to understand it. Um, and then as an adult, uh, I think I did what every young adult who's into horror or anything like that did. And I, I dove headfirst into Stephen King. Okay. And uh, the first book of his I ever read was what hooked me. It's been my favorite. I've probably read it a couple dozen times now, The Long Walk. It was- Oh, I like that one. It was That's the first one. book- it's the first book he ever wrote, not published, ever wrote. He wrote it when he was in high school just to see if he could, sat on it for a couple of decades, released it, and it's one of the most perfectly well-written books I've ever read. It flows, it catches. The story is stupid as shit. Like, the concept is dumb as hell, but it's such a good book, and I think that's honestly why I love it, because it's not something I could see myself being interested in if it wasn't so perfectly well put together. You know? Okay, what's the... Uh... 
weirdest achievement that you're actually proud of? Third grade, I got honorable mention in the Teal College punt, pass, and kick competition. Okay. All right. I didn't expect that at all. I don't, I don't have a college degree, but I do have that. I have my rehab diploma and I have my, uh, I have my uh, DUI class. Um, what is it? The certi uh, certification all framed above my desk so that people can come in and at least think I'm important before they start reading them, you know? Okay. Uh, what effect has the industry had on you and your writing style? The, like uh, I mentioned before, um, growing up kind of seeing uh, the industry kind of take a little bit of a tip. It made me really observe what I was writing about, what I thought, um, what I thought was funny. And it, it, it made me kind of think about what, what I wanted my voice to be like when I had the courage to do this someday. And um, I think the industry, while I think it needs to improve, really improved me because it made me take the steps towards reevaluating who I was. You know, I, I, for a while there, wasn't the best type of person. I wanted to change that. Uh, but for some reason that never clicked with me until I was thinking, oh, should I be, want to be one of these people 20 years, who's 20 years later, still trying to tell rape jokes, who's still trying to tell, mm. uh, you know, jokes about Catholic ki uh, kids getting molested in Catholic school, you know, it's the industry needs to evolve past that to keep improving itself in my personal opinion anyway. And um, I don't know that the industry kind of showing its underbelly to me made me want to improve myself. Okay. And before uh, I became stood into the industry. Okay. Um, well, what is a major interest of yours that's outside of comedy? That's what, that's the last question I'll end it on for you. <clears throat> Outside of comedy, um, I read a lot, a lot of true crime. I think I've read Anne Rule's collection of true crime stories two or three times through. Um, I like to write my own short stories. I write a lot of poetry. Pretty much anything that I can put pen to paper on. Uh, I, go on I go on a lot of walks, spend a lot of time with my cats. Um, uh, pretty much just... Uh, being a little bit boring, but keeping it myself and I enjoy it. So is what it is. Okay. Well, I hope this uh, lets the audience get to know us a little bit better. And uh, I do, I do too. I, I really, like I said, I just, uh, I got to know a little bit about you and I wanted to know a little bit more. And uh, I hope this made uh, listeners moving forward want to learn a little bit more about us too. So make sure you guys check us out. Who sat on the remote? All right. And you can find me at Twitter at my name is Forky uh, on Facebook at Lewis Alexander. And Johnny, where can they find you at? You can find me on Facebook.com slash Tuna Can John or the Inquisitive Minds podcast. That's I-N-Q-U-I-Z 